Did you know that Americans are richer than any other society that has ever been on the face of this planet? We walk on carpets that Cyrus the Great would be envious of. But did you also know that we are the most heavily medicated? Even with social media, we are lonely, and with three houses to our possession, we don't have a sense of belonging. It seems that no matter how much we have, no matter how much prosperity or riches, the old adage rings true. Money can't bring you happiness. Well, would you like to be happy? Would you like to be happy regardless of the amount of money that you have? Would you like to enjoy wholeness and contentment, happiness, even if by chance you are in poverty? Well, in today's podcast, Solomon shows us the way. You are listening to the All of Life Podcast. I am Brandon Neely, and this is a part of my teaching ministry at Christ Church of Acadiana in Southwest Louisiana. Our proverb for the day is Proverbs fifteen sixteen: Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble with it. You see, this month, you're going to do a zero-based budget, right? Well, you should. You're going to add it all up. You're going to use a lot of red and black ink, lots of accounting and math. Well, here the wise Solomon wants to add a column to your spreadsheet. He wants to add this, the fear of the Lord. Now, how many times have you heard this scenario? Uh, Pastor Brandon, we believe we are to tithe. But after paying our masters, MasterCard and Fannie Mae, we have no more funds remaining for the Lord. We are in bondage. There's simply not enough. Considering our current take-home, our projections for this month are uh, dire. They're bleak. And as a result, we simply cannot be generous. We cannot tithe. We cannot offer to the Lord anything. Pastor, I know this business practice isn't quite square, uh, but my bills are piling up. How can I quit my job when I do not yet have another one lined up, regardless of the fact that I am engaged in sin every day? I can't continue this job, but I must. I don't have any uh, other means of supporting my family. Pastor, pastor, I know the Lord's Day is set aside for worship and the gathering of the saints, I know I'm to give the first fruits of my money and the first fruits of my time to the Lord, but I've got so much work to do. I'm not going to make it without this day. I've, I'm burning the candle at both ends. Now, 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 once I get ahead of this mess, I'll be back in my seat, I promise. But right now, I've got seven days and I need every single one of them. Now, have you ever broken God's law on account of not having enough, quote-unquote, on account of a financial burden or restraint. Things just don't or won't add up. And therefore, you must. Or you must not. You can't. You cannot. I like to call this atheist math. That's right. Atheists, the atheist sees the beauty of this world through the telescope or the microscope or through his own intricately designed eyeball. And he sees so much except the main thing. He can uncover amino acids in the cell, and he can name distant stars, but he can't see the most obvious glaring reality, the glory of God. He misses the forest for the trees. He's looking at the spreadsheet, but he doesn't see the ultimate reality. How many of us sit down month to month, and though we crunch the numbers and we see a few trends, we cannot see the hand of God? 
We don't feel his care, his warmth, or his covenantal faithfulness. We don't remember the words of Christ to consider the lilies of the field and to not be anxious. We don't remember the words of Christ when he says, Seek first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added unto you. We're like atheists when it comes to the bottom line. Christians doing atheist math. Can you believe it? Atheist budgets. Camel? Check. Eye of the needle? Check. Well, that's impossible. Think of it this way. We are quick to see that with all of our debts and our payments and all the things we bought that we don't need, we just can't give. We can't pull our weight in the church. All the many things that the church is called to do, well, they're going to have to do it on a shoestring budget um, with rundown buildings built by Christians who came a long time ago because I have a boat to finish paying for. I have a bank to pay off. You see, that we see. Those are the numbers that are right in front of our face. That right there in red or black numbers, we see these things, the bottom lines. It just doesn't add up. But what we don't often see is the great danger of ill-gotten gain, money gained at the expense of the glory in the name of God. And, and, And we don't see the defrauding of God, what is owed to him, that tribute of first fruits and the just resourcing of the sphere of the church with those first fruits. These things we don't see. We see the debts. We see the burdens. We see the bottom lines. But we don't see the requirements laid out for us in Scripture. Those seem to go without our noticing. Those seem to be taking a back seat. You see, there's just simply no spot for the fear of God in our spreadsheet. Listen, let me, let me ask it to you this way. Which is better, treasure or no treasure? Well, the answer seems obvious, doesn't it? And like little atheists, we think that this is the sum of the issue. But the equation is much, much more complex. The wise Solomon in our proverb wants to add another aspect to this equation. Something that doesn't have a column in the spreadsheet. That is the Lord. That very same Lord that owns a cattle on a thousand hills and who is covenantally faithful to his people and who says to us that we should never be anxious and that we never have to worry about going without, should that not be a part of our financial equations? Should that not be a part of our mathematical equations? Should that not be shown in the red and the black ink? Listen, when you add this very important part to the equation, when you add the fear of the Lord, when you add the Lord into your math, Listen, I can promise you this, that you will be able to echo wise King Solomon when he says this, it's better to have a little with the Lord than a lot without him. It's better to have a little in respect and awe and obedience to the Lord, living in a perfectly good and harmonious covenantal relationship with the Lord. It's better to have a little with him. Even if you have to live off of lettuce, as long as you have the Lord, it's happy and it's good and it's better than if you were to have all the wealth in the world without him. Money can't buy you love and money can't make you happy, right? It's true. Without the Lord, it's all worthless. So put him first. Seek first his kingdom. Trust in his promises. And and add him to the equation of your bottom line. And then you'll be happy. 
then you'll flourish regardless of how much money you have. This is the key to living life content, happy, and pleasant, even in the midst of a shortfall. This has been another episode of the All of Life podcast. I am Brandon Neely. And remember, if the Lord has called you to it, if He's called you to tithe, if He's called you to be generous, if He's called you to pull your weight, perhaps to help a family member out, or to resource the church in the way that you should be, listen, if He's called you to it, He'll equip you, He'll protect you, and He'll bless you along the way. Have a great day.